and welcome to Two Creations, the Asian American podcast where the Joy Luck Club meets drunk history. I'm your host, Cindy Yip. And I'm Nancy Lee. So, Nancy, um, what you been up to lately? Uh, you know, COVID, got engaged, got married, then pop a baby out three days later on no drugs. Oh, just that? Just that? That's it? Pretty typical. Pretty typical day? Couple days, yeah. Well, um, yeah, it seems that... (laughs) It seems that Nancy Lee had a baby, you guys. Yeah. I am actually a mother. A I'm mother. responsible for another human being and their life. Jesus Christ. I know. I think a lot of people, <laughs> although they don't say it, think it. No. No. Mm. This is the mm. new the new mom. Uh, Nancy, this is the tiger mom, Nancy. This is a whole new Nancy. Um, and you just popped out a new creation. We're going to get all into that. I want to talk about the birth. I want to talk about, um, you know, your experience, things you didn't know before, how it fit, (laughs) how it is with the new baby. Um, but first we should do some hams. Yeah. What, what are hams, Cindy? Hams are hella Asian moments. Uh, these are moments that occur to you if you are Asian and make you go, wow, that was hella Asian. Yeah. And so any any recent hams, even though we're in COVID? Yeah. I mean, lots of hams still happen during COVID. COVID has not. Hams. Slow down hams. Hams are not closed for business. <laughs> hams just keep happening. So I went to, uh, recently it was Thanksgiving, and I went to my sister's house for a socially distance Thanksgiving, and um, outdoors and everything, freezing cold, and... Oh, come um, on, freezing for California, California. For California, we're, okay. we're just wussy, okay? Okay. Northern, Northern okay. California. Fair. So um, I went to their house, my sister was like, oh, um you know, there's some cheese and crackers you could start with. And I was like, oh, good. I'm like, I'm starving. And uh, my brother-in-law said, he's white. He said, I threw them away. Huh? Eh? He threw them in the garbage because there was only some left. Huh? So you eat them. Yeah, you eat them. You don't That's, throw them away. I am the garbage. You are human garbage disposal. I am the garbage. I you do not throw food away. Uh. And I was like, this household needs to be more Asian. Like, what are you teaching your kids? How much how much money is getting tossed down the trash can? I mean, this is, could be the tip of the iceberg. Do they so, eat leftovers? God, I hope so. Some people don't do leftovers. But I'm start I'm starting to think no. Who doesn't I love a leftover. That's the only thing I'm good at cooking. <laughs> In the microwave. <laughs> um, one more aspect to this ham, though. Not only do they throw food away in this household, and I was just being concerned about this, uh, but then my we start to serve uh, turkey, and my niece wants white meat. Oh, uh, what does no, does no one teach her where the juiciness and the flavor comes from? What the fuck? White meat. Cindy, you need to influence this girl more. That's yeah, what I the know. Conclusion that's, is. that's what's up. It may be too late though, because she's 10 and she has a distaste for dark meats. No, you can change that behavior. Oh my God. What do they say every nine years six years things change or something so maybe you just get her on that cycle when she's about to change over i you think influence that's that. i think that's what you hope as a new mom but i don't know if that's true mm. Mm. okay well, well that's a shame i know well what's your ham well my ham is um very timely given what has happened in my life, a.k.a. give birth to a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone, you know, it's COVID, so no one's really seeing her in person, but they see pictures. 
Um, so everyone's like, you know, the game they play. Does this baby look like you or mm-hmm. Chris, my husband? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, it's too early to tell. But I definitely see a lot of Chris in there. And Chris is white, clearly. <laughs> Um, but I see, I see some of you and I've, I was like, oh, do you mean because she has almond shaped eyes and they're dark hair? Oh yes. It's her eyes and coloring. Yeah. Yeah. Eyes. Yeah. It's the eyes. Something in the eyes. I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you mean her little slit? Yeah. Just go, just say it. Well, be fair. This baby's sleeping. 24 7 basically so her eyes don't actually ever open only a select few individuals get to see those eyes open oh my god but if you do see them they are what uh her eye color is blue gray they're beautiful and wow chris and i were just talking about how we hope they don't change but her, her shape of her eye is definitely almond so whatever you want to take from that i don't know if you know a lot of half asian and half white babies but when they are born they are 100 percent asian that is what i heard that that is my experience Uh, you could do a 23 me and they'd be like asian 100 percent they look heavy asian in the beginning and as they grow up they morph and they take more um of those non-asian qualities oh so your baby is an asian baby with light eyes yes that makes her a special unicorn a la big trouble in little china yes she will be she'll be great for for human sacrifices by a underlord of chinese um mythology in chinatown san francisco um, but just to add on to this, Ham, talking about um, people not even realizing their <laughs> level of racism, given <laughs> the BLM yeah. movement. But, you know, let's take that into any sort of culture or people not realizing. Uh, how frequent Ham. People have um, referred to her eyes as Oriental. No. And yes, you have small eyes. They use the O word. Not someone I am friends with. This is uh, an outsider that I am not friends with through generations and older, uh, different geography, if if I will. That's like, I almost think is like post-racial. It's like, (laughs) how does it, you're like a vestige of the past, like how used to be dinosaurs like you still have you know what I mean you still have like scaly yeah. feet you're like why are you alive how are you still here why? and thinking that way <laughs> or you have webs in between your fingers exactly <laughs> well that was my ham that's a good ham I love a good ham gotta tell you yeah um okay so Let's get into this. I want to hear everything uh, up to and including the birth. How was the pregnancy for you? Uh, The pregnancy, like, um, you guys may hate me, especially ones that have gone through the whole pregnancy thing. I really just gained weight in my stomach. You couldn't really tell that I had a baby unless you saw me from the front side. So if you saw me from the back side, I still kind of look the same. My ass wasn't as tight, but there's nothing I could do. Um, I do um, hate you but... because that's not fair. And um, listeners, I have seen Nancy, you know, a, like a full body video of Nancy. <laughs> this bitch has a waist. Okay, I'm not pregnant, nor will I probably ever be, but I do not have the waist that this bitch has after having had a baby. Uh, I think it's, they say it's because I'm breastfeeding and like your uterus shrinks a lot from breastfeeding. There's a lot of benefits of breastfeeding. We can get into that, but 
Um, um, yeah, I didn't have morning sickness. Um, my my feet, ankles kind of swelled toward the ninth month. But I'll, I'll be honest, my pregnancy was pretty tame and chill. This is just unfair. And also, you're not... It's just a fact. You're not young. You're not a young... You're for, yes. You should be so proud yes. of this. I, I was still, I will say, in my 30s when I gave birth. But uh, two weeks later, I turned 40. So I was on that cusp. And I'll... I mean, that's... I'll, I'll leverage that as I long as I can. I still think it's on the later end of, you know, your body being in its top form. Even though, like, you do... Work out and your Pilates queen. Um, that might be responsible for the butt being so tight, tight, tight. <laughs> but we've all been sitting since March on our That's asses. Um, so I guess I have to just say thank you, mom and dad, for my genetics, my genes, and leveraging yes. that. As much as I can, but yeah, the pregnancy was super pretty, pretty standard and easy besides COVID and being locked down in my apartment, like everybody else who's probably listening to this. Um, but we moved. That's another big, big sort of uh, news here. We moved out of Manhattan, which I would like to call home I, I called home for over 20 years and now we live in the beautiful state of new jersey yeah. but as people say it is now nice to look at the snow globe but not live in the snow globe that is beautiful and especially in today's time and new i mean new york lives forever new york will never die yes. um i mean i'm a, a part i own a home slash my multi-purpose room slash studio apartment so I still pay taxes to that damn state. <laughs> that's that's what matters. So, that's where the home home is where you pay taxes to. Yeah. Taxes, right? I think yeah. that's the saying. Um, so we I kept the apartments and now we live in Edgewater, New Jersey, which is right across the Hudson, so not too far. And uh, we live in a two bedroom, two bath apartment, and we rent. And it seems like the largest place ever. Out of my family, between my parents and my sister and myself, we all live in cities. And I am the person that has the largest apartment because I have two bathrooms. And let's say that is a <laughs> game changer. Two bathrooms. Two bathrooms. Wow. It's great. I, my, it's like lap of luxury having two bathrooms. We like forgot that we had a second bathroom. We kept waiting for each other for the bathroom. And my husband's like, why are we not using the second bathroom? We just forgot we had it. This is first world problems. Now we now we use it. Um, how did your parents, relatives feel about you renting after having owned? Um, they're just happy I still own. La Fei Chin. No, they they're they're fine with it to be honest, <laughs> but they're always like, okay, so eventually you will buy a new home. And the the plan is to live here for a couple of years for the life of the lease and then eventually figure out where to go. But they're fine. They haven't given me a lot of crap for it yet. And then yet. also you got married. I, How do they feel about you getting married so quickly in order to make like a, a shotgun wedding kind of thing? I mean, literally... We had the marriage certificate ceremony on a Saturday, and we had Noah, which is the name of my daughter, N-O-A. So you had a bit of a shotgun wedding um, because you wanted to lock it in before the baby was born. Yes, before the baby came. Couldn't mm -hmm. have really guessed because it's COVID. Yes, yes. So, so how did your parents feel about that? They were fine with it. They, I, I think they're really not so concerned with the marriage stuff. They're just so excited about the baby and the next generation. They're just like a, in love with it as long as it's not a bastard. No, just kidding. From a, uh, but, but from a distance, it's very funny. Like they came to see her and granted my parents are older 
the last time they really held a baby was probably about 40 years ago with me. And so they like, they like look at her with their hands behind their back, like, oh, like kind of like it's a, like a museum piece or something like very delicate and whatnot. And I'm trying to be like, hold the baby. And they're like, oh, the <laughs> neck, the neck wobbles. Like, you, you take it. That's great. I was like, you had a child, right? Like, you know how to, and they're like, that was a long, long time ago. And they were never, like, the the parents or the aunties and uncles that, like, were really involved mm-hmm. in, like, their niece and nephew's lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They weren't. It was, like, and they were into kids if they were their for, own. Not just not them, but you others. seeing your relatives and your friends. I mean, that's not something that you expected going into this. What All that matters is that she's healthy and that she has you guys. But is that tough? Not really. I feel like, especially with COVID, I think everyone is just so high, more hypersensitive to being in each other's space. Like, I do have a couple <laughs> friends that are like, oh, when can I come over? I'm like, oh, let's try 2021. Um, and also because, you know, if you, again, things I'm learning as a new mother, I didn't know before, but like with a newborn baby, they have like no immune system in the beginning. So, forget COVID being an issue just in general she's so young she's only seven weeks old we don't have massive amount of guests I just have a valid excuse now with COVID to not allow them to come over that's so true it's like sometimes you're like "Mm, actually that's fine got lots of excuses now yeah yeah COVID's a good excuse but I um the friends that have come over or the relatives have come over. They have the flu shot and the Tdap shot, which are the two main shots you have to have. And um, I don't really let anyone hold her. The only people that have hold, held her is, you know, my husband and I and my sister, who's her auntie slash uh, bunkmate, because <laughs> she now sleeps in the baby room because there's a bed there. Didn't you say there's some kind of, like, Chinese rule about the amount of time you're supposed to... Uh, wait to have visitors or something? Oh, not visitors. So basically, my cousin, Stephanie, she had a baby many moons ago, actually 10 years ago. So, but she was, she, her, her mom was very involved with taking care of her and the baby once uh, they already, they came into the world. And basically she was like, oh, before I gave birth, she was like, oh, are you going to do x y and z like you basically don't so there's like these chinese rituals and basically it's like when you give birth you need to like refill your yin like the Mm -hmm. yin and yang kind of Mm -hmm. concept and so mothers are not supposed to leave their home for a month you're basically on lockdown for a month what is you are not supposed to leave your home you're not supposed to shower shower uh yes is this like the renaissance like when when are these rules from they're they're like ancient ancient chinese proverbs well yeah (laughs) not and like chinese people are into this shit because guess what it gave them over a billion people so they're like something must be right it works yeah, yeah, right? So let's just keep um, adding rules to it that don't make no sense. But it's something about, like, your your yin is empty, so you have to fill it back up. So you, you, you can't leave your home. You eat those thousand-year-old year, year eggs. Like, you're supposed to have a lot of fish broth. Um, again, you don't shower. You don't leave your home. There's, like, a lot. Of, like, basically, the, your, the baby took everything out of you. So for the next month, you are supposed to sit on your your ass and not move. And all these people are supposed to do things for you to, like, fill your yin up. So then the next month, your month two, you are back to, like, normal and can be your tiger mom, super efficient Asian woman again. Good, good, good to go. Yeah. Uh, Pretty this much. sounds like a very stinky regimen the shower yes. the fish broth 
I mean, the thou. <laughs> The thousand-year-old eggs? I mean, why does... Well, I mean, everything's kind of stinky, isn't it? I mean, Chinese medicine is all about the stinkier, the better. I mean, you go into those herb medicine places and you smell it and it's like... (laughs) If it's stinky, It's like if I could hold my breath for more than 30 minutes, it'd be great. That's awesome. Um, But I didn't do any of those. But I did have fish soup. My mom was pretty adamant for my sister to make that for me. Because it's supposed to help you breastfeed. The breastfeeding thing, I I mean, I don't know how much we want to talk about it. But it's kind of like this crazy, crazy circle of life kind of concept. Like, I eat things and they affect her because I'm breastfeeding her. For example... I had a charcuterie plate the other day that consisted of meats and cheese. And then this poor girl, she has no idea that she is about to have the worst sleep of her life because mommy decided to eat brie and hard cheeses and now she is gassy as fuck. (laughs) And like when like little babies, besides everything being very brand new to them, gas... And shitting is the loudest mm. thing. Like, not loud in the sense of, like, what, the, what it spews out, which you do hear it. But it's more like they don't know how to, like, do it yet. So they're like... <laughs> and all you hear from this little, like, 20-inch being is this massive... I mean, that's what I sound like, so... And, like, you think they're crying. They're not crying. They're just trying to pass gas or take a massive shit. It's not far. I haven't grown. So, it's not too far from you and I. I also think it's funny as hell, so have not grown. <laughs> but, but basically, this poor child, I realized that mm-hmm. I need to not eat as much cheese. So, now I'm very, like, much more mindful of, like, what I'm eating um, this is weird. Also, I had a lot of green vegetables because I was trying to be good and have vegetables. And it comes out in her poo. It's like very green. And I was nervous. Like new mothers are nervous about everything, right? That is just the way we're built. And let me, let me, let me get this straight. You're eating what you eat. You eat something green. Then you breastfeed her. Mm-hmm. The milk is white. Correct. It is not green. And then and then it comes out through the little poopy machine. Yeah, her intestine. Green. You know. What in the hell? A circle of life. Oh Cir- Simba. It's a circle of life. Sometimes mm-hmm. we hold her up and we like we like pretend like she's Simba and we're on the tip of the mountain. <laughs> alright, alright, all right, that's disgusting. You can stop now. Yeah, I snorted. Um <laughs> I know, I know, it's a thing. Um, but I, if you want, can we talk about the birth? Sure. I mean, it was How? pretty intense, but short. So the the trend in the world of pregnant women are is C sections, unplanned C sections, mm. and. For our listeners, C-sections, not to be... There's two ways you get a baby out. It's called vaginal, through your vagina, or through... An anal. No, no, no anal. No, not anal? <laughs> you okay. don't get the baby through your asshole. No, no, butt, no butt babies? There's two holes you no? have. You only use one hole for the baby. <laughs> the other way you get the baby out, Cindy, We I didn't know I had to give her... Uh, <laughs> please, te- please teach me. Biology How lesson. How does this work? So when I was going through this whole experience, I was like, okay, my goal is to have a vaginal birth, healthy, and all this stuff. So I got a doula. I don't know if you guys know what doulas are, but they're basically like coaches for you during pregnancy and through birth specifically and labor and all that fun stuff. And um, what's it called? So basically I have had um, early contractions early labor is what they call at home thinking that uh 
it was in the middle of the night. So I thought I was just constipated. I kept waking up every like 30 minutes having to go take a shit. And instead of shit, it would be like a massive amount of air. And I just thought I was like constipated to be completely honest with you guys. And then, um, the next morning I go lie in my bed. My husband's about to go to work and he was like, you know, let me get your laptop. Like just stay in bed. Like don't overdo yourself. You always overdo yourself because that's how Asian women are, right? You just maximize all your time. And oh, you, t- you type a multitask. I, no. Yeah. I, t- I mean the day before I went to Costco, Walmart and got a massage and then gave birth like 10 minutes, uh, 10 hours later. What? Yes. I mean, people saw me and were like, whoa, you're pretty pregnant. Yep. That's kind of what happens when you're nine months pregnant. You look pregnant. So <laughs> you're like, thank you. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so basically all of a sudden these like I heard these two pops in my stomach like pop pop and like and the Hoover Dam of fluid came out of my legs specifically that's what my lady part area and I go to Chris I'm like Chris can you grab me a, a towel and he's like why do you need a towel I'm like a massive amount of fluid just came out of my legs and I need a towel so he was like, okay, so we're like, what the heck is this? My water breaking is they called these like mucus plugs, blah, 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 all this stuff that happens. So anyway, that happened. And then I start going through contractions, which I'm, I was doing hypnobirthing. So we don't call them contractions. We call them Wait, 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 wait. What is hypnobirthing? Hypnobirthing is, you know, people talk about Lamaze and these type of breathing techniques that you use during labor I went through this hypnobirthing which is basically the concept of being very chill and calm during your breathing and like you have lavender as aroma so you're calm so the concept is you're calm so you bring your baby into a calm space versus when you're going through labor and contractions and your stress and it's like high tense and it's very intense. So you're anxious and you're tight versus in hypnobirthing, you're cool and calm. So you're not tense. And so you're chill and your baby is chill when they come out. You're looking at me like I like I'm this. Crazy. I like this idea. It's like, no, I like this idea. I just thought hypnobirthing. Birthing? Yeah, people think it's like hip. I'm a little bit disappointed, okay, to be honest. You because thought it was like... I thought it was like somebody, yeah, puts you out. No, and then it's like, that... you're not feeling any pain. The baby likes you. I don't know. Yeah, like try to hypnotize you. There is a yeah. point of that. There is audio that goes along with it that talks to you. Like, your body is made to give birth and you can do this believe in your body and your body will believe in you it is something like this <laughs> um, that's great because I, I needed something I mean everyone was like oh are you taking birthing classes and this is like okay uh you have 40 weeks of pregnancy so you know and so week 30 people keep asking me and I'm like I have no clue what I'm doing. And so I was like, I think I should get on this because I'm about to give birth anytime. So we do this hip. I love how nonchalant you are about this. I mean, I was, I mean, you're, you're like stuck in your house for the past, like six months. You then realize that like, oh, you are actually giving birth. This is real. And you got to get your shit together. People would have like, did you take baby CPR? And to you, to you <gasps> and my listeners, no, I didn't take baby CPR. And I really hope she doesn't need it. But like people act like you are a bad parent because you didn't take all these classes. Like, again, mm. people have had babies for the beginning of time. They didn't have baby CPR classes back then. Okay, but a lot of those babies were Chinese. <laughs> so maybe you don't have to, and maybe other people do. Because we were able to persevere among these many... I mean, it might have of- been survival of the 
fittest. <laughs> it doesn't. So it doesn't count that she's half at all. So many babies that we bred them out for have needing CPR. Because <laughs> you know they would be like, "You're choking." Okay, fucking get over it. B- babies like ch- talk about choking. They can't like they're they're just such basic beings, and it's so beautiful how basic they are. Like she flails her arms like this if she can't breathe or is choking and needs to be burped <laughs> and you're just like what's wrong lassie are you okay and she's like oh, I, I, oh 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 and i was like oh you can't breathe i must help you lift you and let you burp or fart or get gas or air out of either orifice of your mouth or your butt just shake it loose yes so and then either doing that but there is a 50 50 chance that will lead to projectile vomit oh fuck but don't worry the bodily the bodily things that i'm just like the too scared of okay like when i when i heard you know my niece was like two or something and my sister told me that sometimes at night she'll reach into her diaper or whatever age it is that you're still in a diaper i have no idea she'll reach into her diaper grab some stuff and then smear it all over the walls wait your your sister did this or the child? The child. Oh, I was like, your sister did no, this? No, the sister. This is kind of messed up. That would be a little too savage, even for her. But <laughs> it's like, let's take she bowel goes in and put yeah. it on the wall. Yeah, it could be some kind of West Coast. Uh, New age. Oneness with your baby thing. <laughs> yeah. No, the child did it. And I was like, can't have kids. Nope. Not having kids. <laughs> That's the day I decided. I think some of the things, talking about things you aren't aware of and are surprised to hear. You know, you see in TV or in in the movies, like people going to labor and it's like, oh, my water broke. This massive amount of water. And then they do these like, like breathing things. And then all of a sudden the baby like comes out, right? No one tells mm-hmm. you about what happens in between pushing the baby out and your water breaking. And I'm here to tell you, Cindy, my dear friend, <laughs> what I learned through my experience seven weeks ago. Basically, once your water breaks, it is just the beginning of water coming out of you. Every contraction you have you have massive amount of fluids that come out of you during that contraction what yes water breaking is not not the only liquid that comes out of your lady part it's always like on the shows okay i i have just seen all uh, 16, 17 seasons of Grey's Anatomy during COVID. <laughs> and and now I'm working on Survivor from ep one of 40 seasons. 40? Four zero seasons. There is but anyway, definitely content out and there. And Grey's Anatomy, if somebody looks at you funny, you're pregnant. And then if you like, as soon as you're pregnant, watch out because your car is going to get T-boned. You're going to fall down the stairs. The hospital's on fire. Just watch the fuck out and don't get anywhere near that pregnant woman because there's there's about to be an accident. And it's always like, oh, my water broke. And there's like a little tinkle down by the ankles. Little (laughs) do-do-do-do. Little, oh, no, clear liquid. My water broke. And then they go, oh, and then they have like this birth that always for some reason involves brain surgery at the same time. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what that's all about, but yeah, they don't they don't tell you about waves of fluid. I honestly didn't know that. It like I had no idea. I again with the doula, thank God I had a doula. I was like, is everything okay? Like, is something wrong? Like, why is fluid continuously coming out of my body and my water already broke? <laughs> She's like, that's normal. I'm like, really? Why the fuck doesn't anyone tell you this? I have t- 
talked to a few friends that have had their babies. And I was like, you lied. You did not tell me the truth. You omitted or certain information. And I don't know why. And I'm here to tell you guys the truth. You get, you break your water breaks and then you go through contraction waves, whatever you want to fucking call them, massive pains that basically the most painful thing I've ever gone through and fluids come out of you constantly. And here's why you guys are smart people. I will explain this to you because it makes sense when someone explains it to you. You have a baby in your uterus and you are continuing you're continuously pushing it down so it comes out of your vagina. But there is water in the path. There is fluid in the path. So as you pull the baby down, which is through a contraction or a wave, you push out fluids because that baby is trying to come out. It makes Your baby sense. is trying to surf the wave. Correct. She is a, she sense. is a surfer. She is body waving. Is that is that what it's called? Body wave? Body surfing? Wait, body surfing. Is that what it's called? Nancy's had the first drink in like months. <laughs> so like cognition is a little bit slow. Is altered. So yeah. Sorry about that. But I needed it. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-mm. To have it. I- I'm, ha- I'm having a kombucha and getting a little bit turned a little bit turnt on the booch. But you're not red. I am red. You are red? I don't get the red. I know. You're lucky like I'm that. very lucky. There are, are some aspects that... There are some tendencies that not all Asians go through. You, Cindy, do not get red when you drink. I don't get red. I, though... That's the one thing. ...get really red. And pepid... Peps... Pepid... Jesus fucking Christ. Pepsid AC is my best friend. <laughs> that is true. That's the that's the secret, right? It's a secret. Asians out there. Secret. How to be Asian. How to drink. Lesson. Being Asian. How to drink and be Asian. Lesson. Take some Pepsid. 30 minutes before you consume alcohol. If you take it after you have consumed alcohol, it is a waste of money. And do not... <laughs> Do, do not, not waste. Do not waste money. that pill or money that you. How to be Asian that per lesson. unit price. Second lesson: this this podcast is a free podcast, you guys, <laughs> and we offer you life saving. So much great information. I know, right? Okay, so so what we what we didn't talk about though is your upon onset of the first wave. You go to the hospital. What happens? I go to the hospital and I am in in terrible pain. It is, I I just I think they try to make it look pretty on TV or whatnot, but like it is, it is a pain that you cannot describe. It is, it's just, it's just like you want to tear your hair out of your head type of pain. It's so painful. So. I really don't think I'm having another child, but that's another conversation. But once I get to let's the... Not, let's table that. Let's table can, that for right can, now. We can, uh, what's it called? Parking lot. We'll let's put, put, it put, in a, parking put lot. a pin in it. Yeah. And, <laughs> put it in the parking lot. And so basically I go to the hospital. I get there and they're, you, they like wheel you in on a wheelchair, which I'm basically spewing blood and fluid all over because I'm having these waves. They push me to the front desk and these front desk women are asking you, what is your name? When was, when did contraction start? What is your insurance policy number? Like all this bullshit while you're like, ah! like you're literally pushing and going through your waves and literally not not that I was trying to be a nice person, but I was like a complete B-I-T-C-H because I literally <laughs> was like, I don't understand why you're asking me these questions. I'm a patient. If you look in your little system, it is already there. <laughs> All the information is there. Why are you asking me right now? Ma'am, this is just policy. Well, this is a stupid fucking policy. I am going to give birth <laughs> right now. So they take you to triage. 
And there's a bunch of people in there and they're like, oh, they're again asking, when did you, how far apart are the contractions? When did you start? <laughs> All this stuff. And I'm like, ah, ah. I'm like screaming. And they're like, oh shit, this woman's in active labor and she's already 10 <laughs> centimeters dilated. Meaning like this baby is coming. And so they're like, prep, let's prep the delivery room. They put, they bring you up there and they're just basically like, so I got there. I got to the delivery room at 11.45 a.m. And they're just basically like, you need to, you need to start pushing. And I go, wait, 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 wait. I want drugs. And I literally screamed, I want drugs. (laughs) And my doctor actually shows up, which is very very rare. Most often your, your, your doctor is not on call. So your baby is delivered by someone else who's in the practice. But my doctor was actually there and she shows up and she's like, uh, yeah, I see your baby's head already. And I was like, okay, but I want drugs. I've been telling people (laughs) from the beginning of getting into this hospital, I want drugs. I'm not trying to be like a hippie here and do this with no drugs and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, by the time the anesthesiologist comes and your epidural wears in, like you could have already had this baby. So she's like, I have all the confidence in you that you can have this baby right now. Like all you have to do is push. And in my head, this has been the scariest part about ever having a baby. It's actually giving birth. Like the pain of giving birth. But everyone talked me through it. They were like, well, you just get an epidural and you don't feel anything. So that's what I'm <gasps> banking on. That epidural. I was like, okay, I can have this baby because I'm not going to feel the pain. Crock of shit. You shit. don't have the option. <laughs> I don't have the option. And I just basically have to like bear down. So my doctor and this nurse like take the bottom of my feet where I'm pressing against and like they're just like push and they push in these intervals of 10 seconds and basically I get to the delivery room at 11:45 and I gave birth at 11:56 Jesus Christ 11 minutes 11 what minutes the hell? and this baby pops out and how long were you in labor before this well, it's hard to before you got to the hospital. Well, it's hard to say. I would say active labor when my wa- after my water broke, probably about yeah. an hour and a half to two hours. But wow. in the middle of the night, when I thought I was constipated and I had to take a shit, but I didn't actually take a shit. That was actually me being in early labor. Oh my god! Thank God you didn't push. <laughs> if you tried That's really hard to take like a shit. How- those girls that say they don't think they didn't know they were pregnant, that they just shat the baby out in the toilet. Toilet baby. You would have had a toilet baby. That'd been scary. Although I think. Then you wish you had baby CPR then. <laughs> oh my God. Shouldn't have slept on that class. Yeah, that I don't know if they go into that level of CPR when the umbilical cord's still attached. You're like, <laughs> should I disconnect it or just leave it because that's where all the nutrients are coming from anyway? It's like a self-feeder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then I had the baby. And uh, the other part they don't tell you about is the placenta. That still needs to come out of you after the baby. Oh, yeah. You have to give birth to the placenta. That thing is massive. It's like a dinner plate size. It's huge. And literally, my doctor, like, fisted me trying to get that freaking thing out of me. That was graphic just then. Yep. I I, I, I don't hold anything back. I wasn't back. ready. I, I wasn't Cindy, ready. This is a free fall. You you didn't. I mean, didn't I know want... that a baby comes out of there, but to violently put something in, I was not ready for that. Yes. 
And there's no- It's a free-for-all in your lady bits. It's everyone's just like punching and grabbing and pushing, shoving things there. I even got a COVID test in the midst of all this. Oh my God, you're getting, you're swabbing, you're stabbing. Yeah, it it's very Jesus. invasive and every orifice you have that's open, people are shoving or pulling something out of it, it feels like. It's like the gangbang. You know, I've never been gangbang. <laughs> But I, I mean, I was kind of not. I think you might. I think you might have. Yeah, without I think you even might have knowing. Now. Well, so that was she came out and she's healthy and great. She's beautiful. She's great. She's the like honestly, like I know a lot of moms say this, but she's like a super amazing, beautiful, healthy, oh, like good baby. She sleeps, poops, eats. And does this in a nice little cycle of 24 hours. She poops, a, she so poops a lot. She goes through a lot of diapers, which makes me feel bad about the environment. That could be another conversation. But basically, she sleeps a lot. And I am being told that I need to appreciate this time because eventually they will not sleep and they will not sit down and you need to watch them 24-7. Great. Thanks. Great, great advice. Thanks, moms. Uh, well, something to look forward to. Yeah. But uh, yeah. right now she stays so put I, and she's really cute and adorable. She has a little uh, mohawk. Like she came out of the womb with more hair than my dad. She looks amazing. She's very punk. She's she very punk. She, she looks like she needs a little band, Cindy. Maybe she can be part of your band someday. Mm, I would love that. She can um, she can be like the sound machine that does that. Yeah, that's what we need. We'll start inventing a new genre of music called pooping your brains out. Oh, speaking of pooping your brains out, I got to know, did you poop on the table? I did not. I did oh, not okay, shit okay, myself. Okay, good. But I do have to say, I peed myself a lot. And that's not that's, just during labor I mean, or giving birth. That was the past couple of weeks of uh, postpartum. Uh, um, then that seems totally natural, and I don't see how you could stop it. I mean, I pee when I'm on a trampoline for too long. Um, I miss the fact that I can control my urine flow. I have heard that it's hard to go running after. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't run. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> anyway, um, let's bring it back to the Asian perspective. So as a new tiger mom of a new creation, um, what are some of the uh, Asian customs or habits that we grew up with that you want to pass on to your baby? Well, I try to keep her her belly button, stomach covered at all times. Cover that shit. Cover that shit. If, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go and listen to our episode one, um, Old Wives Tales. And, you know, just do yourself a favor and do that. But my mom, when I talked to her and she... Like, I think the fact that she has clothes on her stomach is the belly button is covered. So in my mind, she's okay. But with mm -hmm. Alice Lee, she sees my baby on whatever, like lying in her boppy or whatever. And she's like, where's the blanket? You have to cover the belly button. It's covered, mom. It's covered with clothes. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's never enough, is it? No. Got to cover that shit. No. Why don't you just brick it up with some cement? <laughs> and then it's really covered. It's like a true barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Are you going to give her a uh, Chinese name? Oh, she has a Chinese name. Uh, I don't remember it off the top of my head because my parents gave it to her. You don't know your baby's name. Oh, I know her 
name that I gave her, but my parents gave her a name. Well, this is the second go. So basically, here's what happened. During during the whole like pregnancy thing, my sister is like, well, you're giving the baby a Chinese name, right? Meaning you have to. You are. It's not a it question. It wasn't a question, even though she gave it a question intimation in, when she said it to me. It wasn't said that way it no, wasn't meant to be it's that more way. more of a it's a command yeah so basically i'm like yeah i don't think so i think i'm just gonna keep her with an american name her american name and that's it and my sister's like oh, you're not gonna give her a chinese name that's her birthright and i was just like yeah not gonna give her a chinese name because to be honest like where is this actually documented right she's like that's not the point, Nancy. You are supposed to give her a Chinese name. She's Chinese. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Is it really that important? Yes. Yes. It's that important. I mean, I think you're uh, you're coming from a place of someone who has a Chinese name that maybe you don't love all that much. Yes. That is true. Can you remind the listeners what your Chinese name is and what it means? My Chinese name is Li Runan. And not to get too much into it, but basically the translation is like a boy. Is that because they wanted a boy? Because that's Well, because I was the second kid, right? And my sister, as pronoun, she's a woman. So they wanted a boy for their second kid clearly wasn't a boy but my dad thought it would be real funny if you named me like a boy so i had so male tendencies basically i was the boy your your name means not good enough mm. your name means second best yeah as, cl- as yeah basically like as 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 close as you're gonna get oh so and by the way everybody when you have a second Chinese child, that's that is only an attempt to get a boy or a second boy. Yes. Otherwise, they wouldn't try. Or or more child labor. Or more child labor if you own a restaurant like Nancy's parents did, which is what I was. Child labor. Mhm. Mhm. Although they say So okay. Like Sorry to, I derailed no, you. Okay. What was the uh what was the result of what they gave the child, your child. So basically, I told my parents, like, you need to come up with this Chinese name because I have no clue how to do this. They're like, okay. You know, they have a lot of time on their hands. Like, what are they doing? They don't even leave their apartment anymore with COVID. And so I talked to them a couple weeks later, and then they told me what the Chinese name is. And I'm like, what does this mean? And they're like, it doesn't mean anything. What do you mean it doesn't mean anything? They basically chose the Chinese characters that make it sound like the American name. Okay. That's that's okay. But does it mean anything? No, it, it means nothing. Accident- no. But does it accidentally mean something no. like when people it, get Chinese name tattoos? No, no, no. It means nothing. It was just literally finding characters that sound like the uh, American. Like Noah. Yes. So basically, it was Noah, and I, Noah. <laughs> and I was, I told. Are you supposed to say it like that? Noah. See, aren't you glad you got a Chinese name, Noah? And I told Chris, and Chris is like, my husband, and he's like, "Are you serious?" I go, "Yes." I told my parents this is unacceptable, and they have to go back to the drawing board and find a name that has like meaning. That is the whole point of your Chinese name. So I gave them another six weeks and then finally asked them again. And they came up with what we are going to officially go with with her Chinese name, which again, I don't remember what it is, but <laughs> the, the um, translation of it is Bright Future, Aww. which sounds so much better than like the a boy. Trans- the translation is Khan Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Yep. The translation is be a doctor. Summer school. Uh, constant Summer school. <laughs> baby, baby MCATs. Yes, right. But uh, yeah. it, it sounds pretty. I just am a just bad don't know Asian what it is. and don't remember what it is. That's fine. And there will be no documentation of it. Of course. Right now I have it on a post-it that my parents gave me. <laughs> I mean, like I have a post-it. <laughs> Literally, it's a post-it of how I spell my na- Chinese name. I mean, the characters, because I don't know it. What is your Chinese so, name, Cindy, to refresh my Shun Shun. And it means? Shun Shun. It means the water that goes along with the river. So are you easygoing? Is that what it's trying to say? Yeah, it's supposed to. It's supposed to mean I'm easygoing and chill. Like, uh, like <laughs> <laughs> no opinion. You're like, oh, no whatever. Well, okay, yeah, that sounds like just like me, right? No I just go with the flow. Go with the flow. Yeah, it literally means go with the flow. My last name means leaf, so it's like a leaf that goes on the river. Oh, that's that's actually a really pretty visual. Yeah. Um, it's nice. It's very zen. It's very natural, just like me. Um, well, I wanted to be mindful of your time. Oh, I've been so, in the closet for an hour and 10 minutes. You're probably like, this is amazing. I'm having a margarita and I'm alone. I know. I mean, I'm in literally in my closet for sound effect, but it is the first time that I don't have a dog yapping at me, a baby in my view that I need to be concerned about. My husband's well, I wanted... on point. Oh, go ahead. Your husband's on point. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for, thank you for allowing us to make this special episode of Two Creations. Um, I wanted to just ask you as a sort of a, you know, time capsule kind of thing. Okay. What what would you say to what do you want to say to your baby when she's grown up if you were just like want to tell her something then later in life you can play this back for her what do you what do you want to say Well she's like older like in her 20s I would tell her this Sure Mommy was pregnant with you during a really tough time aka 2020 covid whatever you want to call it And I did it drug and alcohol free. That's, that's crazy. And uh, I love you very much. And um, I hope you never have to go through 2020 the way I went through 2020. But you are the light. You are the best thing that happened this year, period. Full stop. Mm, I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, I had something. W- w- was that it? Anything that, else? No, that was it. Okay. I had something that I wanted to say to her, if you will. Oh, yeah. In, it's in the capsule. Okay, okay, right. Um... Listen, it starts like this. Listen, little Noah. Noah. <laughs> Noah, I know you're probably busy becoming a 14-year-old Doogie Hauser, knowing your overachieving mom, but I want you to know um, your mom really loves you and wants the best for you. Um, and even though you may not have grown up like we did, um, actually, that was probably better for you. You might have a normal relationship with money and your parents <laughs> and people. And you're going to have like that really cool, ambiguously ethnic look. But I just want you to remember breast meat is for white people. <laughs> breast meat is dry dog shit and they can have it. <laughs> Love, Auntie Cindy. <sighs> I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> so that put that in the capsule. <laughs> Are you going to teach her um, about red meat and not overcooking your red meat? 
I mean, if she wants to be a poultry baby, that 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 works for me. But like, you gotta understand the best parts of the animal, and in life are not the most. You know, uh, may not be the most common parts. May not be the most palatable looking parts. Um, that's what I want her to know. Okay. Well, hopefully she's adventurous and will be more adventurous with food than her mom. Because I am a wuss, mm-hmm. as you know. I will be taking her on food tours. Yep, you will take her like to that. experience the good food where I will teach her what? About leftovers. Leftovers. Yes. About, teach her about leftovers. Leftovers are great. I'm, I'm not going to hey, lie. Man, you don't have to cook them. I fucking them. love leftovers. And toaster. Oh, I'm, I'll leave our listeners with this. The okay. best thing that I received in 2020 besides my baby was an air fryer I got from my husband. <laughs> Great. It's amazing, the air fryer. Tell us about it. The air fryer is this magical appliance for your kitchen that you can cook anything in and you just have to put the temperature and the time and voila and it's cooked with air and it's not greasy and it makes me feel good about myself hear that everybody that's that's our final thought to you um air air fryer just like with a breathy voice air fryer (laughs) air air fryer make sure you get the emphasis right air fryer (laughs) Oh, Nancy, I'm so proud of you, this new um, stage in your life. And I'm so happy you have the cutest baby ever, 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 ever. Um, And we wish you all the luck. I don't know who we is. We as in me and myself and the air fryer. (laughs) So thank you for taking the time. Oh, I am so happy we it's been a long time, Cindy. And yeah, it has. You know, we've all been going through some craziness this year, but uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about my experience and the beginning of motherhood. It's just the beginning. She's only seven weeks old. <laughs> it really is just the beginning. I mean, if you think if you think about it, like how many weeks old are you, Cindy? I can't, I can't even tell you. I don't. I, there's no. Come way. on, you're Asian, shouldn't you know? You know the that math? I'm an like, Asian without <laughs> math. You know that. Well, and I, and I'm also an Asian without mm. math. My husband is a human abacus. If he was in the room, he could do the. I mean, that's why we're like Asians. Essentially, we can't do math. We're limited. True. <laughs> we have to do other things. But luckily, we have calculators mm-hmm. on our phone um, and Excel. Um, anywho, this was great. I missed two Crasians tremendously Mm -hmm. there will be more to share as i get schooled by my asian family about motherhood because i'll definitely tell you this they are not stopping with their uh opinions (laughs) and sharing of them they're not shy this is their time you know oh man i took my daughter out to uh walk my dog and my parents are so concerned I'm going to take my daughter out in the cold that my poor dog should suffer and not go to the bathroom because it is cold outside and I can't take my daughter and the dog out. At I the mean, the time. things that go through their heads, like we could power a nuclear uh, missile. Plants. Clams? Yes. Oh, Oh, plants. plants. I was going to say nuclear That is plants. the word that I was thinking of, but then what I heard was clams. So they could power a, nu- <laughs> a nuclear clams. Clams. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I think I also uh, need a margarita. The kombucha is getting to you, huh? I'm getting the vapors off of you. So um, with that, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, hope you like us and follow us on Instagram at Two Creations. Also, Two Creations on Facebook. 
um, write us at Gmail, um, keep in touch, keep on listening, List, hit subscribe and tell your friends about us. We love to get new listeners. Until then. Baby, 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 oh.